Greetings, fellow investigators. Welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled A Time to Harvest. It was written by Brian Sammons, Charles P. Ziglanis, Glenn Owen Barras, and Mike Mason. It's available on the Chaosium website. Jeff Wilkins is our game master, and this is Chapter 4, Episode 5. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. So last week, I think it was pretty interesting last week. You guys uh, were, well, let's see. What did you do first? You first had a brief encounter interview with the reporter, right? Um, I don't think much information was changed. It was sort of like he was feeling you out. You were feeling him out. Didn't necessarily go to, to go much of anywhere. Um, Then you guys came back to the house, and then things got interesting, where you basically were attacked in the middle of the night by Amigo. Yeah. Um, Though it wasn't a particularly terrible attack. they It's more like they were trying to scare us or something. Yeah, there was one. Or really didn't like our antenna. <laughs> yeah, there was one break and trying to break into the roof, and um, which obviously was a bit more aggressive. But it was almost I felt during it, although I obviously felt really threatened. It was they were checking us out, you know. They That's also seemed to respond to our thought processes when we. Yeah, because you were trying to. I was trying to communicate. Thanks, Jerry thanks. actually got one to move. Yeah, that's right. When he when he asked, we threw out, shut off a few flares. Now, did we all see them, or were some of us at the back door and didn't actually see one? No, I think everybody, in some way or another, encountered one. Uh, I remember Tug and Jerry, and I believe it was with the NPC Sam. You had kind of gone around to the front of the house. You guys had witnessed the attack where it seemed to be messing with the antenna. Um, pretty much Jasper and Danny stayed at the back door. Larry was kind of in and out. Uh, he was trying to get on the radio to get the other guys, which they did show up. Um, it was just a little bit too late. Um, and that's kind of where we ended it, where... They showed up, you know, you guys are like looking at your watches, like, where were you? And then, but, you know, in the reality of it all, it all just took place rather quickly. It was only right. several minutes, if that. Um, but yeah, that that's a good observation. The fact that, you know, nobody came out injured or hurt. And in fact, it almost seemed like they were observing more of anything. Um we were going to check this morning to see if there was anything stuck in traps or okay we so haven't I... actually gone to sleep yet have we yeah that's what i was going to say let's start where um <laughs> we'll say the, that night, the... the night is not over yeah yeah uh we'll say that the b team arrived um we'll say that um they, they all they told us they saw nothing, correct? Right, right. They basically were like came straight from their house, straight to your front door, and didn't really 
see anything unusual at all. Yeah, Rex is back. And then um, <laughs> we, we can uh, basically, I think what we'll, so since Danny sort of disappeared towards the end of the episode, maybe he just came in the back door a little bit later. You know, he was just poking around making sure they were gone. Um, so at some point, unless you guys want to discuss anything with team B, we'll say that, you know, it certainly wasn't a false alarm, but you know, like hurry up next time. Um, unless you guys want to talk about maybe ideas on how they can get here quicker or change tactics or you have any thoughts on that, or we can just have them leave the scene. Well, the attack seemed pretty quick and immediate we didn't get any warning so yeah i mean if like they could at least post some people between here and there you know so that they don't all have to arrive instantly but some people should be well and, and i say this at, at a very real risk of derailing the game but wouldn't it make more sense if team b was stationed at that house and then if they caught amigo they could call us in and we could examine it so, so you're suggesting you guys be Team B? Yeah. <laughs> no, we no we we just we <laughs> just suggesting that they we take a back seat on this one. That's that's what's, I know from a game perspective, it's not particularly <laughs> much fun for any of us, particularly you. But, um, so yeah. so basically, basically, we listen to Jeff describing the Amigo. Yeah, describing, describing what the NPCs do, and, and we come and shoot them. We come in yeah. and take the credit for it. Well, it, it, it might also be that Team B is trained for kill rather than capture. That's fine by me. They're quite scary, those Amigo uh, things. I mean, I'm uh, quite happy to. I, don't, I know the rest of you were thinking, like, you know, you could communicate with them, but um, we could. I'm definitely favoring the, the uh, kill and dissect. Jasper, there didn't, there didn't seem to be any problem. With us communicating with them, it was uh, really them communicating with us that was the trouble. Yeah, I, th I think they communicate. What if their medium of communication appears to be removing people's brains? Well, it certainly seems to be uh, involved in removing people's radio antenna. It's also That's possible they, they can't under... communicate with us unless our bodies are out of the way. They can only communicate directly with our brains, maybe through their machines. It's also possible they didn't understand us at all. They understood me well enough to. They understood me well enough to know uh, which direction to move when I told them. What if it was just a coincidence? That they yeah, there's, that there's you're right, that. Tug. We should. Uh, you're right, Tug. I will try again, given the opportunity. I, I think when Danny comes in, maybe you know, just a little bit after you guys, and you're already starting to quiz the B team. I've still got my pistol in my hand. It looks like my eyes are adjusting from the darkness coming inside. And I, yes. I'm just, I'm like standing with my gun, you know, still. To Did the you B see team. anything else out there? Where, where were you? Where were you? Where were you, B team? Yeah, B team. <laughs> we're all sleeping. <laughs> no, we got here as, soon, as quick as we could. Uh, you know, we got the call from Larry. Um, and, you know, let me just a uh, little sidestep out of character. Um, it actually, you know, the whole B team thing worked like it was supposed to, right? They're they're basically like your B team, right? Coming in, 
when there's danger. When so they got there in a pretty good amount of time. It was just a. Mike, can I just um, correct you there? <laughs> okay, that's fair. Now, pardon me. Um, you you expressly said that you said coming in when there's danger. Mm. Right. In fact, actually, they came in ten minutes after that was done. <laughs> yes. When when they came in, it was safe again. Point of fact taken. Um, this uh, this is, in a nutshell, mm -hmm. our criticism of Team B. Yeah. So 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 basically, this mercenary team of trained soldiers are getting dressed down by a student. <laughs> Why don't we have a small contingency of Team B? stay in the same camp that we're staying in. Well, how, Jeff, how large is Team B? It's only, I, I actually don't have numbers, but I'm just imagining it's only like four or five guys. Oh, I thought you said 40 at one point. Oh, no. Um, all right. I, well, maybe you're going to... Because if it's only four or five guys, why can't they just... When you guys first arrived, um, there was about 20 workers. Okay. So maybe that's what you're. All right. Well, well, perhaps we could find a way of of, of um, um, suggesting to um, to Team B that they might want to um, not really walk slowly <laughs> next time. They might want to sort of increase their pace a little bit. Guys, I I just and, had and work a, on their response times. I just had a thought because I don't have very many of them very often, but I just had a thought. It's still, e it's still the same evening, right? Is that what that yeah. grinding sound is? Yeah, that was that grinding sound. <laughs> you guys keep saying Team B, and every time you do it, I keep thinking of bees, the insects, and then I thought about hornets, and back, back behind our house, there was a big hornet's nest, and if you got within 20 feet of that hornet's nest, they would send out a couple of hornets over to you to see what was up. And if you were going to do something that would irritate them, then they would go back and send a whole bunch more. What if that's where we are right now? Those guys have just gone back to the hive and they're going to come back in a few minutes with 10 times as many. I think we should be on high alert right now. Well, perhaps since they already know about Team B, they surveyed maybe, us. Perhaps Team B could find a space to wait out the night with us in case Tug's theory holds. Um, Jerry, do an idea roll. Uh, success. So just something on what you just said about them knowing about Team B. Do they know about Team B at this point? Or did they take off before Team B got there? I thought they took off before they got mm. here. I was assuming that uh, being this observant would probably have noticed uh, five people headed this way through the woods. It's true they might have. They might have already been surveying theirs and they just didn't notice. And in, and in any case, now that uh, Team B is uh, already here, perhaps they're less likely to notice them if they don't return through the woods to their original encampment. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Being that they're already inside. And by the way, gentlemen, uh, you said you noticed nothing on the way here. So, as Tug suggested, perhaps they were already uh, absent from the area. But if you do hear a sound very much like the uh, beating of the wings of a giant insect or a kind of uh, loathsome droning, yeah. that might be worth heeding. Okay, that's good information that they can, they can use and have, yeah, definitely. As a side note, can I just say how beautiful Tug's analogy was using the hornets to describe alien species? I thought it was quite impressive, Tug. That's what they kind of look like, isn't it? And also, what could the pit traps do when you've got they can fly? <laughs> yeah, with nets. We've got nets as well. You might as well try to build a wall around the camp and see if they can't get in. <laughs> you think they Dang. might have ladders? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying walls went out with the medieval times. Danny just says, but what are you trying to achieve climbing the broken hill? Well, I mean, we've, we've, we've been sent there to, to find them and, 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 and get a, a, a sample of one of them. Well, that's where they are. So I guess that's where we've got to go, unless we can lure them down here and get one. But I, I think my recollection was that the plan was to stake out an area near the hill and hope we could uh, find one coming or going. Perhaps before they noticed our presence. Well, the latter part of that is clearly over, but we may still have a chance to uh, observe their movements. Uh, I would suppose that uh, simply invading the hill is less likely to be effective, at least where our survival is concerned. We have no concept of what their defenses are like. Well, they're probably superior to uh, bear traps. Jasper, what is a sample? A sample of... Well, that's what I was thinking. The I mean, rocks if, or if the creatures? If we're getting samples of the creatures, then we could just put um, traps, um, not necessarily bear traps, but something a little smaller, like um, traps for foxes um, or perhaps raccoons um, <laughs> on the roof. Or a jacket. Yeah, and we could use that. That would, that would catch one of their feet and um, or, or um, pseudopods or whatever they have. And um, that, that would probably render uh, enough material um, that, that uh, the, the scientists could, could study it. But they've well, already I'm, got, I mean, but why would, hang on, but they've already got samples, haven't they? They had samples before at the... Uh, um, I believe uh, the term was specimen, as in uh, an intact living specimen, which hopefully will communicate something of interest prior to its uh, subsequent untimely death, hopefully not during uh, Dr. Matheson's interrogation. But the next but, time. What do you intend to do with them? We well, Doctor, I, is the Doctor around, Jeff? Oh, yes, yeah, she's she, right behind you. Well, well Doctor, have you, uh, have you uh, further developed your uh, interrogation procedure in the interval? Well... 
seems to me it died because you couldn't find a way to feed it. Well, I think I think Danny raises a a, 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 a valid point. I mean, if if we find one of these creatures, what what do we intend to do? I mean, look, we, Abelard has a has, has an agenda of his own. He wants to wipe these things out because of something that happened to his his son. But they they might not be aggressive. We might be the aggressors in this. We're the ones who fired at them. I mean, we we might be starting some sort of intergalactic war here. I'm still thinking yeah. try to communicate with them some way. Uh, I, I so would don't seem interested like in again. communicating with us. Uh, on the back of us, I think. Sorry, I go. Well, they're probably not community. interested in being shot dead in the process. I kind of imagine Danny's came out after everything that happened. He's still standing with his pistol, right? But all the, all the like folklore that. says that people have been communicating, that these things have been living among people and using people as, as, as their servants and communicating with people since, um, since Indian times. And if that's well, that, the case, then there must well, be that, some way of getting in touch with them, some way of contacting them. How do you, you mean, know that, you Jasper? It just makes sense, doesn't it? The, the, I mean, the, the, the people who lived here before must have had a way of, of, of contacting with them in order for them to, to, to become their servants, to do things for them. Pe- people have lived here in this region for hundreds of years, in, 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 in pre-colonial times, for, for thousands of years. Now, if, if these things wanted to be left alone, this area would never have been inhabited, would it? They would have always wiped out the inhabitants, but they allowed people to live here. So there must have been some way in which those people were communicating with them just enough to know that they had to stay out of those mountains. So mm. there must be some mechanism of communication. Mm. That's one is very intelligent. Tug, did you get my message? Perhaps, Jasper, that method of communication involves the removal of the subject's brain first. I'm sorry, Jerry, can I interrupt for a second? Um, I just wanted to uh, jump in. Like, all this is still in a bit of commotion. So as you guys are talking, you'll see that the – I uh, came up with the names, too, if you're curious. For team leader, uh, the one guy who's sort of in charge of the group is uh, Joe. So Joe's going to be talking with Sam the head of security for you guys, Team A. And he's going he's actually kind of like a bit like hot under the collar. And he, he, he says, Sam, can I just talk to you outside for a minute? And Sam just like shrugs his shoulder and he's like, sure. So the two of them kind of walk out the front door. They leave the door open, so it's not like, you know, big secret or anything. But um, I'm just – that's what's happening in the midst of all your uh, – Okay. Uh, Danny turns to the doctor again because she hasn't really said that much after Jasper kind of spoke to her and he's still standing with his gun. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he says, why why did you um, damage them? Sorry, who were you talking? I'm to? talking to the the doctor. The, the is it? She's a psychiatrist or a doctor. Yeah. Why, did, why did you torture them to death? Yeah, uh, 
Okay. So, yes, sorry. I was reading a comment. That's okay. Um, uh, so uh, he says, why, why did you damage them? Mm. She is right on the edge. You don't really need to do a psychology role for this. She's on the edge of being, what's the word? Pissed. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are questioning her methods and you know, who do you think you are? Um, yeah, maybe she made a mistake, but you know, there's not a lot of uh, history with interviewing aliens. So uh, mm. the, uh, that's all you either the way you're going. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is you're getting this all from like her body leg. Yeah, yeah. So da Danny, Danny, he doesn't even turn around. He kind of points to Jasper and says, "This, this one, is the most intelligent one here." Mm. Uh, pointing to Jasper. Jasper, yeah. But after he's after he's thinking about the kind of history of the place and all of that, kind of connecting up to some of the things he was saying. Okay. Um, you can hear the two gentlemen outside the front door. Their voices are getting raised. Is it possible to make out what they're saying? Um, I'll ask you to do a listen roll. It's not like they're hiding it. It's just that they're, you know. Can we all do one? Sure. Okay. I got an eight. So, um, I'm standing next to the door with a glass. <laughs> I passed. Too. Okay. So it's just that there, uh, Joe's getting heated in that he feels like his authority and his uh, um, mission, uh, you know, like he's not doing his job correctly. So he, he's basically like, he didn't want to do it in front of the whole group. He just pulled Sam to the side and he's like, you know, look, I, I did what I'm supposed to do. We're B team, right? We're, we're supposed to come in if things get dangerous and heated and we're limited. You know, we, we got in the car, we got dressed. I mean, you know, we put our shoes on. It wasn't like we went out and we made a cup of coffee. It's like, we got here as soon as we could. We just didn't get here in fast enough. And, and you hear Sam relaying sort of saying, you know, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, you missed it and something could have gone wrong. And so it's just this like bickering back and forth of uh, team A and team B and a little bit of the, um, uh, the war veterans, military, you know, you saying I didn't do my job? No, I'm not saying you didn't, but you know, the, so there's just a lot, a little Maybe bit. Maybe don't get changed into your pajamas when you're, when you're <laughs> to go out at night. Keep it late at night. What, we sleep in our clothes? We're not animals. Sleep during the day. We don't need, yeah, we don't need you in the, not in the daytime. Danny, Danny says to you guys, is, B -T, is this other one B-team's purpose to kill them? I don't, I don't think, I mean, B-team is supposed to be there to protect us. Which probably, which probably, uh, still involves taking a specimen if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, but look, I mean, if we could communicate with them, we wouldn't need to take a specimen. We could ask them. 
directly we could say what are you composed of they could tell it might be more um, beneficial to do it like that and also if they're an intelligent species they're going to understand that if, if they stay here and keep doing this then more human beings will come and the human beings will keep coming and keep coming they you know it, 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 there must be a peaceful way to 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 reconcile this because we've seen their technology we've seen their weapons and they could easily destroy us but they haven't like last night they could have come in with with those um uh, weapons of theirs and wiped us all out but they didn't do that why didn't they do that when exactly did we establish that these same entities are the ones responsible for the uh, brain or mind replacements or the development of this weaponry? Well, that's, that's a good question, Jeff. Um, from, from what we saw, um, the, the fleeting glimpses of things we saw last night, and in comparison to the fleeting thing, glimpses of things we saw when people were snatched up into the sky the, the, the first time we were here, would we be relatively certain that these are the, are the same things we saw that, that time? Or, or, you know, or sounds or any other? Well, we saw the thing on the, on the porch that reached around and had big insect arms like those things have. So mm. we saw that, that they're not attacked. I, I know for a fact that Danny had a very close-up view of one of those claws coming over the, the roof line. Um, I think Jerry saw that too, right? Yeah, but right. Jerry in the, in the last, but tonight, did Jerry see anything that clearly as to identify yeah. a chitinous mm -hmm. arm? And did it, it look the same? It's a very good question. I mean, it is dark out, you know, middle of the night. The lights are on down low but nothing well you did put up plates up top so um i'll say maybe so danny was in the back of the house i'll say jerry you're probably the most you're probably the, out of everybody you're the most sure that they are the same oh that you saw oh okay. you saw it as it reached over the the roof line you saw the claw and then you saw it tonight where it was up on the roof, not that far away. It was dark, but, and then Jasper and Danny and Tug, you had glimpses, or not Danny, because Danny saw the call too. But Jasper, you saw the, like the outline shapes and the fact that they were flying. So you're like maybe not 100% sure. Although you've all shared information too. So you could say in that sense. Well, look, I'm sorry, I, I didn't, I'm trying to restrain myself from jumping to conclusions, but of course, it look it did look to me like exactly the same manner of entity, and yet we still can't be certain that they don't have uh, more than one faction. Perhaps, uh, perhaps there are different groups of them. Perhaps, uh, even among the same group, perhaps they disagree on strategies as well as we sometimes do. We know next to nothing about them. We know more about the human beings or alleged human beings who uh, survive in the bodies of others than we do about these uh, 
so-called Migo. Um, the doctor, Sarah, she's going to, since, you, since this is a big conversation, she's going to jump in and start asking uh, Tug. She's going to say, Tug, what, you know, what did you see? And what, because she did not see anything last night. She was up in her room, uh, somewhat asleep for most of that. Um, it wasn't until the banging on the roof and when you ran upstairs, Jerry, and woke her up. So she's very like, you know, what did you see? And she's trying to think, does it match? Does your description match up with what she interrogated that one time? What I saw, well, first what I heard, I was in the woods. I heard the noise of a, almost sounded like a, an airplane. It's an odd sound, a buzzing, large droning sound in the air. I assumed immediately that it was one of those things. So I ran back here. She stops you for a second. What do you mean you were out in the woods? You went out in the woods at night? Well, just just over there. I could see the camp. Okay. I uh, I came running back here. Uh, I remember the guys being concerned that they they were hearing stuff too. I part of it's a little blurry because I was very excited, but ultimately I went outside. And I saw something land on the roof and scramble over the other side. So what I did is I ran over to the other side of the house and took a look up and shined my light up there. And there was a large crab creature thing that was trying to dismantle our antenna. Uh, it had multiple arms. Um, it had... Uh, an odd shaped sort of globular head that uh, sparkled with different kinds of colors. Mm. She looks uh, surprised to hear that. Colors, really? Like it was, like it was Christmas lights or something on its head. And, and just before it left, all of the colors seemed to synchronize and flash together like all I kept thinking was it was receiving some sort of signal and then it and all of the other things flew away immediately. Wow. What color? Um, red. Um, yeah. She's, she's like, she's thinking, she's like, I remember when I was interrogating that one, uh, I remember thinking that I did see some sort of blue sparks, but it, it didn't make sense and I kind of dismissed it. Um, but now that you're saying that, that you saw red, red colors, that's very interesting. It's kind of fades off. It reminded me of, I don't know, it was like when you're on a, a boat and they need to communicate with the people on the shoreline, but they don't have a radio and they use a, a light thing to flash Morse code. Oh, an Aldous lamp. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called. But yeah, 
it was, I, I'm thinking it maybe it was a, a form of communication. Did you notice if any of the others lit up? I don't think I saw any of the others. Did I see the ones that were flying in the sky? Uh, you saw them initially when you were in the back, but when you kind of ran around to the front, you kind of lost. Did Well, then I'm asking the GM, did I see any glowing? I don't remember. Not, not necessarily. Yeah, no. I saw the ones in the sky, but I was... I wasn't really, I was so flabbergasted. She, she's kind of, looks like she's reverted, to, you know, she's in deep thought at the moment. So, you know, she's trying to, she's getting new input, new information, and she's trying to process all the, what does that mean with lights? I, uh, I turn and look at Danny. I need to go and get some sleep, guys. I'm exhausted. How how long is it approximately until the, the sun comes up? Um, I'm going to say this all occurred right around three in the morning. Um, and I think you guys were playing on a early start, so like maybe six. Yeah, we should definitely get some sleep. Try to, but I think that they might be... We might be careful for an, a, a bigger attack. We need to be careful. Danny puts his weapons down, goes and lies on a couch and crashes. Um, Larry is also very much on edge. He's with you, Tug. He's like, you know, if they come back in 10 minutes, you know, this, we, don't, we have no idea if this is over. Or did they just fall back and regroup? Well, let's sit and rest and have some people, of course, keeping their eyes open. And in the second, let out a yell. Get us, you know, get us all alerted and brought up together. Um, don't hesitate to make a whole hell of a lot of noise. The... Um... The arguing out front seems to have stopped, and they're both they're, they both come back. They've rejoined the whole group, so you're all kind of in the living room. Um, anything else you guys want to do tonight, or should we skip forward then till till the morning? Well, oh, I'm Jer gonna. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, what I would be doing would be uh, on the way to falling asleep. So maybe Tug should go first. Uh, yeah, I was going to go uh, sleep next to the couch where Danny is. Okay. We might I'm, we might chitter chat a little bit before. We I'm I'm going to go back to sleeping wherever I was sleeping before this all happened. Okay. With uh, with Rex next to me. All right, Jeff. Uh, Jerry's going to go back to his usual place in the kitchen, and uh, is reasonably sure he could fall back asleep because he's usually not a morning person, but given the whole uh, mental contact with the Migo thing, yeah. uh, Jerry's going to try to uh, attempt one of those sort of occult astral projection experiments he was always trying before with limited success, but maybe subjective stuff. I remember I was able to pr 
seemingly able to provoke a weird dream when we were in this town before. So based on the uh, claim of the one the doctor was talking to, that they're from some as yet undiscovered planet that's beyond our usual ken. I, I believe by now at least uh, Herschel has been discovered, right? Uh, that we know about a planet beyond Saturn. So Jerry's going to try to use whatever he can recall of the various symbolisms of esoteric things beyond the sphere of Saturn and see if he can point his mind that way and try to call out to them to see if they'll respond in some way. Uh, or he's thinking maybe they couldn't communicate with him back because he was like too awake before. So maybe being in this half sleep state, he'll, he'll be able to somehow commune with the, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. Trying to think, would that be more? It almost sounds like an occult skill role to me. I'm sure it would be because he'd, to do it plausibly, he'd have to be any good at what he's trying to do and remember the right mm -hmm. visualizations. So, so let, yeah. let's do that. Go ahead and roll that. All right. Yeah, uh, that is a uh, hard success. Okay. So I'll say that um, you start to doze off and you're sort of in and out of sleep on the wake. Um, and then at some point, sleep overtakes you. Um, and you do have some strange dreams that night. Um, there's a lot of visual imagery. Um, so maybe some uh, like, uh, what's the word, uh, landscape? Landscape type, you know, where you look at it and it's like, oh man, this is, is this, is this Utah or is this Mars, right? Like, uh, I don't know what, what Jerry's travel um, past has been, but you know, you've probably seen pictures of the Wild West or pictures, you know, the canyons. And so maybe it's like your mind is trying to connect all these things that are somewhat known and, you know? Yeah. So uh, I try, I have a, Jerry's more of a sketcher than a writer. Mm -hmm. He has a nine in sketching and nothing in writing. So uh, I'll try to sketch it. If there was nothing else to it other than the landscape, mm -hmm. uh, I try to sketch the landscape when okay. I wake up. Yep, sure. Um, okay, uh, so I, I don't suppose it reminded me of anything I saw through that uh, portal, did it? Maybe. Uh, that's what I mean. Like the the... <laughs> landscape imagery is like just on the edge where like is is this another planet or is this what what color was the sky can i remember that uh you tell me <laughs> okay well i'm supposing maybe it would have been a night sky and so you can't can't tell Okay. What color it would have been? Yep. Maybe it had like a a colorish tinge to it, but nothing 
the time. Huh. So, yeah. Um, so, Tug, I want to jump back to you real quick. So then Danny had said he, he was going to sleep. He was exhausted. He uh, lays down on the couch. And he's like right on the edge of passing out. Did you want to say or chat with him or something? Or? Well, yeah, I, I laid down on the ground uh, next to the couch. And uh, I just told him that I have his back. That uh, there's a lot of stress going on. And, but I do probably, I, I make some comments that the whole idea of catching one of these things and torturing it, I don't think that's the right way to go. I think that we should find some way to communicate with it. Even if it just tells us to go away, that's better than torturing the thing. Mm -hmm. And if, if the doctor was like, you know, how dare you question my methods? It's like, why would you go to that method first thing? You, uh, we know what happens when you to torture humans to death. We've got lots of experience with that in the human race. Why would you think that that would be the way to go to torture some intelligent creature to death? Yeah, fuck this nonsense. But yeah. as I, I, I don't, I don't jibber jab too much with him because he's mm -hmm. tired. He's grumpy okay. and tired. Yeah, we're probably kind of almost having to light one of those secret convos, you know? Yeah, it's we're definitely buddy, by buddy chats and. And um, yeah. Okay. Um, Jasper, you already retired for the evening. Um, let me just ask you this real quick. Um, we can rewind if we need to, but is everybody okay with sticking to the plan then? Is, are we still sticking? You know, you're going to get up at six in the morning. You're going to, that's still the plan. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Maybe, so then, maybe seven o'clock or late night. <laughs> I'll probably get up at five. Oh. I'm used to wow. That's why you're my hero. For exercise. Well, Tug, you said you wanted to kind of be on alert, didn't you, with Larry? Yeah, but I told him to, to make noise if some if anything happens. I'm I'm exhausted. Okay. So. All right. So started. I'll say then uh, Larry and Sam take the final watch then. Uh, that makes sense for Sam to, you know, he's on edge. So, Jeff, do I wake up out of this state and start sketching, or does that happen later when Jerry, like, wakes up properly for the day? I was thinking it would be, like, when you properly wake up. I would, yeah. I would think so. So you'll probably have to tell me when I properly wake up. Yeah. Because okay. I'm not even, at this point, Jerry's not even attempting yeah. to care when it's time to go. Okay somebody else have to wake him up okay. unless you say i yeah. wake up naturally mm -hmm. okay all right and i know this isn't going to be very popular but i i think we should go there with the intention of attempting to communicate with them and it potentially even break us some kind of peace deal yeah if we can because i i think we're we're in way over ahead we're only students I don't. I'm. I'm. I've barely started on the road of life. I, I only. I only left Colorado last year, and I, I don't. I don't want to die here in the middle of bloody nowhere in Vermont. I don't even like Vermont. 
<laughs> the thing is, going back to my analogy with with the the hornets, the hornets stay in their they they're hornets. They stay in their nest. They do hornet things, and they don't bother you as long as you don't bother them. But we could be trying to broker a peace deal with a bunch of hornets. Well, if we but if we knew what they, if we knew what they want, then you know that's that's our curiosity satisfied, isn't it? Yeah. And and maybe I mean, if they're if they're creatures from another world, wouldn't it be better overall? Think of the things that we we could gain that human beings could gain by. Um, trading with them or, or having some sort of treaty with them ra rather than seeking to, to destroy them. I mean, haven't we as a, as, a, as a species, haven't we moved on beyond that yet? I mean, you all saw what happened in the, in the, in the Great War. Millions of men died over there. I mean, can't, can't we do something to avoid something like that happening again? Well, well you go... You possibly at your age, Jasper, got one of the biggest compliments of your life when Di turned around and said, this one's the most intelligent <laughs> one here. Uh, I'm just, just, just to be clear, Jasper, this is kind of going on before you guys all went to sleep. Right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we backtracked just a little bit. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll but in any case, Jasper, I think you're... Uh... Your thoughts are laudable, but uh, naive. The age of uh, war and vengeance is uh, just getting started. But you, you be I... naive. You're not 45 or something. <laughs> You're just another student like us. You don't yes, know any yeah. more than we do. You're Same always thing. setting yourself up on your high horse like you're some sort of authority. <laughs> you think you're just one of us as well, just because you were the first one to live off campus. It <laughs> make you more grown up than everyone else, does it? Jealousy gets you nowhere. Let's, let's just go to sleep. It's more a question of reading deeply into uh, my esoteric matters, Jasper. Oh, There's yeah, no reason right. to think that uh, contact with uh, advanced beings would lead to anything other than uh, even more extreme acts of violence and destruction. I mean, just look at what happened when Europeans came to this continent. Well, Jerry, if you're trying to leave your body during the night, just if you see any whipperbills, stay away from them because they might get you. You should stop. Thank you for the reminder, Danny. I will. I will keep that in mind. Covers. <laughs> uh, you guys know that Sam was in the war, and he's been quiet for this whole discussion. Oh well, uh, now I mean I'm only nineteen, and. Um, my 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 capacity to to sort of um, lecture a man who's actually been in the war on on this topic um, is minimal at best. <laughs> so um, having noticed that Sam's in the room, I'll probably just immediately shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> 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 for fear of sparking something off that I really don't have the emotional maturity to cope with. And when Danny uh, actually uh, accurately guesses uh, what uh, Jerry probably has in mind, Jerry is like, well, it's kind of inspiring. Maybe Danny's actually the smartest person in the room. So <laughs> then Jerry goes off to the kitchen. Who's not had a compliment? Put your hand up. <laughs> 
Okay, so the um, the night progresses with no other. Larry doesn't wake you guys up. Sam doesn't wake you guys up. Um, you know, the morning comes rather quickly. Uh, you've only had maybe four hours of sleep, maybe six in total if you went to bed early or not. Um, but we'll say it's what six a.m. Is that reasonable? You're not. You're also not on any like time schedule other than the one you've set for yourself. So it's not like you're like waking up and let's go. But uh, Danny, did you want to? Um, or you're already doing that? I was just sending a wee message to Tug. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but Danny looks absolutely shattered. You know, he's just like he's got the dark rings under his eyes in the morning, and he just like bad night sleep, and we're up at six o'clock. Well, maybe Tug. Tuck was up early and yeah. it's just uh, I, somebody, uh, somebody making pancakes. <laughs> Please, somebody make pancakes. Jerry, you're good at making pancakes. Come on. Let me finish this drawing first. Uh, Jasper, are you awake? Well, I'll fight you. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm when, when, when you're yeah, when you're no. done uh, when you're done uh, fighting uh, the phantasms of your dreams, come here and look at mine. Uh, you said you're from Colorado, right? Have you have you ever been to Utah or any of those places? No, no. Before um, before I came here to uh, to Arkham, I'd I'd, I'd never left Dunton. Ah, uh, well, I I saw a rather strange and uh, uncanny landscape uh, in my dreams I was well Dan I guess it right I, I was trying to uh, open my mind perhaps to uh, where these things might uh, originate uh, I do think you're right by the way about communicating with them even if I don't share your optimism concerning uh, an age of pacifism and progress uh, and I saw this this landscape I'm, I'm trying to record it here but uh, the sky was well, it was a color that I cannot describe. I think even if I were an artist, I could not describe it. I, I don't. I don't quite know how to explain. But these these rock formations. Well, I, I've never been to a place here where there are such things. I was hoping someone had, and could uh, attest whether or not. Well, this looks anything like an earthly place because it certainly did not seem like an earthly place to me. Well, I can't help you there. I'm, I, I never went any further. I mean, I, I, I went as far as Lizard Head Pass sometimes. And but. Jeff, I don't think I can help me there because uh, I rolled a 73 to accurately sketch uh, what I saw. <laughs> so I, just, I doubt it looks anything like uh, what I actually saw. In fact, the roll was so bad, I probably know it's, uh, it's rubbish. So. Well, never mind. I can't capture it. Uh, I suppose I'd be more uh, more likely to make these shapes in the form of pancakes. I don't crumple it up, but I give up. Are you, are you making pancakes? Did you? Say? Well, yes, I suppose so. I think that would be more productive than my attempts at a ske at sketch artistry. And bacon. Well, now you. <laughs> yes, that is. A fine and welcome idea. Uh, we're going to need to be well fortified, considering. Well, I feel. I can't even tell if I feel rested, but I know I'm hungry. While you're doing that, I'm going outside to check the woods nearby. Uh, I suppose you're going to take someone with you, right? 
Well, there's other people out there walking around. So I'm just, I'm not going to go for it. Danny, gonna... Danny, Danny suspects you're going to look, take a pair of socks out or something. So he's following you out, see what you're up to. Well, first well, thing, I'm, going, I'm going to the stump just to see if if anything that I left there is gone. You're muted, Jeff. If memory serves, the last time you were there, you had left some hamburger meat out. Yeah, I kind of dropped it as I ran. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe it's no surprise there's no hamburger meat there. Okay. So hopefully they won't get all used to me feeding them and then they'll all starve to death in the winter because <laughs> Tug's not here feeding them hamburgers. <laughs> so I notice standing behind me as I as I get out there. Oh, mm -hmm. you followed me. <laughs> did, did, did they get your hamburger? Yep. They're still out there somewhere. You need to catch one. Keep it as a pet. Oh, no, 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 no. We saw the problem with that last time. Hmm. Not for catching these things. Are you okay, Danny? Yeah, just really tired now. It was a long night. I can't even remember the last part of the night, but anyway, just too tired. Let's hmm. check the traps and see if there's any evidence of... Uh, Miko in the traps. I'm, I'm not sure about it. I think the only thing we're going to catch in those traps is your mole people. I hope not. Well, Jasper, we already fun. got a we already got a sample for the doctor. I want to cover up all the traps now. Yeah, I'm happy to check the traps for Tug in case there's anything around. Um. Jasper, where are you? Are you in Zor's or did you go out with those guys? Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out with them. I, I could do, well, I'm going to need to take um, Rex out for his uh, morning uh, morning constitutional and his ablutions. Okay. Well, um, if you come over by where Danny and I are, I'm just going to say to the, the two of you, the three of you, I'll, I'll include Rex in that. How can we establish some sort of communication with them. I want to do that better than Well there's 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 got to be something in, in the if we could if we just had some way of finding out about the the, the old Indian folklore or something, they must have because they lived here for, for thousands of years. They must have had some way of, of keeping the peace with these things. What about pictographs or something? Maybe we could write and draw some pictographs on a rock and toss the rock in the cave. They'll throw the rock back and it'll say, stop throwing your damn rocks in our cave. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be a bad idea trying to communicate them with them by pictures. But I mean, we, we don't even know that they, they, they see the same way that we see or in the same wavelengths we see. So it might be like showing a picture to a dog. I didn't see the eyes. Yeah. No, I don't think they've got them. We know they can speak and they can hear because in that in that recording they were communicating, albeit under duress. So we know that we know they can communicate. It sounded really mechanical though. Like mm. like an really old fashioned telephone. 
It was fuzzy. Probably, I thought we were supposed to capture one. We're not capturing one. Yeah, you know, they give us a lot of rules and things that they want us to follow, but I've got a mind of my own. I've just been to, after last night and seeing them again, it's all, it's made it all very real again. And those are those, those other things. I have those a, things that attacked us at the base were completely different. I have a, a I'm really not sure Abelard's telling us the truth. He's, he's, there's something going on. Yeah, there's nothing that says that he's smart, just that he's desperate or angry. He's, he's got motives of his own, I'm sure. I've, I've got a, maybe it might be a terrible, terrible suggestion, but if, if Jerry comes along with us, I think we should sneak and take all the ammo out of his guns. Because he's trigger happy. I don't think we... We should avoid confrontation just because we're, we're not... I mean, I'm not saying this out of pacifism, but because we're just... We're hopelessly outgunned. We, we saw what those guys on the campus did with those weapons. And, and, and they were just... They were just humans with those weapons. Those things know how to use those weapons properly. I mean, we wouldn't stand a chance. God knows what other weapons they've got as well. I mean, those are just the ones they, they'd give to humans. Imagine what ones the, the ones they kept behind for themselves. I mean, we'd be totally outgunned. We, we, we couldn't hope to, to survive a, a confrontation with them. We have to find another way. And like I said last night, Abelard, is, he's, he's tainted. He's got this whole business of the thing that happened with his, his kid. And I think he might be over the edge. I mean, all those, all those bodies and things at the... Uh, Guys, maybe we need to... I think to, we're in too deep. I think this is... This is maybe, maybe we're all getting a bit stressed out. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm, you know, a bit worn out. But remember, I'm just remembering we had... Remember we were speaking to the Cratchit? Yeah. Anyway, there was, there was some other... Do you remember this guy, Alexandro yeah. Kuzra? Yeah, he's I think about five, five miles away or something yeah, like that, they said. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, could, we could do some snooping. I yeah, said, I think, I think that's a good idea. I local, think I said local, yesterday. Local knowledge. I'm sorry. Sorry, Todd, go on. I think I said yesterday that what if they have some sort of liaison in the town that we don't know? About? Oh, yeah. There's got to be somebody. I suspect that newspaper guy. Hmm. Of course, that person might be on orders from the bugs that if anybody gets too close. So that I would say the cop because he could shoot us and say that we were doing something and get away with it. Didn't it? Wasn't he the same guy who came and rescued us last time from the? That was the deputy. That was the but, deputy. But then you he seemed, what? yeah, he seemed a bit weird. Well, he betrayed us completely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can't trust that guy worth shit. Are you having this conversation in, at the stump or? No, we're, yeah, we're at the stump. We're out the because Rex is taking his time peeing. He's, he's checking his morning wee mail. 
yeah. <laughs> Sniffing yesterday's. I can smell the bacon though cooking. So yeah, I'll just go yeah, back. We should, we should get back before the, the before the breakfast. Spot. Yeah, I'm starving. Let's go. I guess we shouldn't take the bullets out of Cherry's guns. But good boy, um, Rex. Good timing, gentlemen. Breakfast is served. Nice. By the way, Jeff, is uh, Team B, did they in fact stay, as uh, we suggested? No. They're not getting any of our bacon. Well, if, team, if Team no, B knew... Uh, no way. No way. If Team B knew uh, what uh, decent cooking they were missing, perhaps, uh, well, perhaps they'd at least get here sooner. Well, more for you. They're mercenaries. They can buy the food themselves. The I think you should be a chef, Jerry. Thank you, Danny. I, uh, if only, uh, if only we knew what to prepare for the Migo, perhaps uh, the next uh, interrogation would be more successful. By the way, are you, uh, are you hungry, Doctor? Oh, sure. Yeah. All right, I made enough for the NP. I made enough for the NPCs. Okay. So. Just as long as you didn't slip any eye of newt or toad frog in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's also uh, free of peach jam, peach preserves, and uh, oh my God. every single <laughs> pancake has a star in the middle of it. <laughs> Thought maybe just for luck, every day you were dipping your finger into the peach goo and then dipping it into our food. <laughs> Spread the. Uh... Now, uh, who got the burnt pancake? Uh, the first, the first pancake that got burnt, yeah, not me. Well, I uh, suppose, uh, suppose you'll be going in first then into the hill. Uh, I'll, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. Well, actually, that worked out well because you probably would anyway. <laughs> well, if you did, I'd be right behind you. Um, well, I really am eager to. Have a more direct conversation with them of some kind. You know, it hopefully could be not on the other end of the gun. You know, it could be a slaughter. Well, yes, I suppose it could. Not, uh, not, not theirs. Ours. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, we kick the hornet's nest. Well, that's what I've been thinking. Actually, I don't particularly think we should just go right in the hill. But here's the thing, also about hornets, they bluff first. They want to just scare you away. They don't want to waste an attack on you. Last night might have been that. What I'm wondering is how do they choose their agents? Uh, if, if we are sure that it was them who uh, replaced our former colleagues, well, I suppose it could have been any of us that night, but once they were replaced with the others, what I wonder is how did they choose the others to begin with? According to our informants, some of them were centuries old. They must be quite selective. Or uh, quite random. <laughs> or, or again, there must be some way of, of that one can communicate with these creatures. Well, clearly there must. Otherwise, how would their agents know what they wish them to do? Well, Why do they go after the professor? He was a very intelligent man. Maybe that's why. Maybe they're after intelligent people and not 
people like me. Oh, come on, Tug, you're intelligent. You know all about hornets and stuff. <laughs> well, it may also be a matter of uh, experience or experience. Right? They, they took what students they could, as they could, for a particular purpose, uh, for their bodies. Perhaps the minds they select for experience or specialized knowledge. But didn't we also think that that um, Blaine was part of that whole thing? Why did Blaine commit suicide? That's still sticking in my head. I think he was an agent. I don't think he was brain sought. Uh, I think you're right, Danny. I think tugs onto something. I think they're picking intelligent people. We had they they tried to get the professor at the university, they took over students. They're all intelligent people. Well, it, it kind of, it makes sense when I mean, you say want brains, they'd want the best brains. ones, wouldn't they? Yeah, you better watch out, Jasper. Oh, heck, I don't think they'd be interested in me. That was my attempt at modesty. <laughs> I'm not particularly good at it. No worries. <laughs> let's go and let's go hunting some farmers or something. So Sam is like, let's go, let's wrap things up. Uh, Danny hunting farmers. What did you did you want to uh, do? You want to find that uh, Kuzra person? Yeah, before? yeah, that guy. Yeah. Why aren't we going to the caves today, or what are we doing? Well, we could we could do both. Well, I suppose we could uh, just see what we see over at the caves, and uh, if nothing's going on, why don't we find this Kuzra then? Well, I don't want to take an army with us. Just let's see if we can sneak up on the caves. Take some grenades. Well, we might we might as well go just us and leave Team B. Oh, that's right. They already left. All uh, right. Larry's still asleep in the corner, so he's like, I'm not going to the Perhaps, perhaps Larry can hold the fort here. He needs to stay here and get on that the radio. Yes, That's right. Did, did mention that. All right. Well, let's go then. I want to see this cave. The um, it's up to you. I'll let you guys decide. Do you want to bring Doctor Drake or Sarah with you? Well, how are you uh, coming on your research on that goo? Let's. Let's not bring anyone who's not military trained because they'll yeah. step on a stick or make noise and we want to be as covert as possible. Their spot heading isn't as good as ours. It's just, it's just reconnaissance that we're after now. Well, I suppose, uh, I suppose uh, Dr. Drake will be staying here then, but uh, what about you, Sam? Are you uh, quiet? Uh, Sam's definitely going. Yeah. If you guys are well, I suppose it's decided then. And, and Sam's also uh, glad to hear that somebody's going to stay back with Larry. So just yes, to be clear, Larry. so it's it's basically just everybody except Sam is staying back at the house. Then, right? Larry, yeah, the doctor, and Sarah are going to be at the house. Okay. Jasper, do we need to put a leash on Rex? What I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want him to suddenly rush into the cave. No, no, he'll he'll be he'll be on he'll be on a long line. Okay. Now let's go. Um, oh, we are armed. Yeah. So 
typical arms? Are you bringing the grenades? Some of them. I take, I definitely take two. Two? Okay. Uh, rifle, so yeah, rifle, pistol, two grenades. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take um, a pistol, but I do so grudgingly. <laughs> I bring my pistol, some ammo, and a couple of grenades. Couple of grenades, okay. I've just got a gun and I've loaded it. <laughs> and that's it. I'm not taking any extra ammunition, and um, I'm not taking any of the grenades or a howitzer for driving a tank. There's a Tommy gun sitting in the corner. No, I'm not interested. I've got a dog. Okay. I can't hold a Tommy gun. I will take a flashlight, though. Uh, yeah, I'll have a Because I think someone should. Didn't somebody say something about being the smartest one in the group? Yeah, Don Tootin. <laughs> well, if I see the others going for flashlights, I take one, if there's enough. But I also say, now, I suppose we should decide now. Are we going to even consider entering the caves? We can't decide that until we see. We can decide if we would even consider it. Uh, yes, I suppose we you can, of course oh, we'll oh. consider it. We just, we're trying to do some recon. If we just see a cave, we don't know what's in it. I'll take the flare gun I had last night just in case. Okay. And I suppose we should uh, consider one other thing. Since, uh, since the subject of a peaceful communication has uh, come up more than once and uh, considering uh, this rather favorable interpretation that they uh, seek the most intelligent or expert for their agents. Maybe starting with Jasper, I'd be very interested to know if any of you would actually like to be a centuries old agent of uh, things from beyond this world. Because if you do, then I suppose we shouldn't shoot them down if they try to take you. I, I just want to not die in a wood in Vermont. Right. Well, Jasper, I suppose then uh, if they do take you, it's uh, heads or tails whether they want your body or your brain. So Let's, let's just go. And I, I, I grab my gear and walk out. <laughs> All right. I'm right behind you. Tug, are you bringing any grenades or extra? No, no, no. I've okay. got my gun. Pistol? Yeah, my pistol. Okay. I've got my knife. Uh, got your knife. I'm, I'm going to take some uh, some food and a bottle of water. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. You never know how long you're going to be out there. In a pack, yeah. You want to pack sandwiches? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sandwiches and, you know, just um, some, some jerky for Rex. Pancake sandwiches. <laughs> Pancake sandwiches. Hmm. Pugs, uh, bacon sandwiches, well, here's the rest of the bacon since Team B wasn't around to uh, for their share. <laughs> what was that, uh, Jeff, you just said? I just I, I pictured, Tug, you're like anxious and sitting in the car waiting to go. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so you can... I don't have a map of this area per se, um, so you'll just have to bear with me, you know, if my directions are vague and loose. Um, but at some point, I think we, we discussed it before, because you guys have been out there at least, I don't remember how much we split the group or who was the geologist, but whatever. You guys, some of you have been out there, some of you may not have been. 
but at some point you can drive down this old you know back road in vermont it's a hilly road it's through the woods um and at some point you're gonna have to probably stop uh maybe a little field or a little clearing and um you know you have to park the car and then you'll have to head back in through the field in the woods to get to the broken hill um it's not a long hike maybe 20 minutes or so um anything else you would like to do before you get there we'll just fast forward then so that you arrive right yeah just arrive yeah. okay yep all right um you get to the hill it's actually by the way it's actually a fairly nice day out um middle of september nice crisp cold cold air in the morning you can see your breath a little bit um, but once that sun gets up over those mountain tops it starts to warm up a little bit um, you head out to Broken Hill and it's much how you remember it you know it's it's a distinct mound um, some of you have actually already done some excavation or, or digging in this area you've already found examples of Indian uh, pottery I think somebody found an arrowhead so there's really like there's no question that you're in the right spot and this is the broken hill okay um, Sam has not been here he's only learned from your descriptions so this is kind of new to him so he's kind of leaning uh, holding back and letting you guys take the lead now Jeff you said last time an attempt to uh, sort of tune into the hill produced a feeling of uh, unmistakable but irrational dread. Uh, does that happen without paying close attention since it's happened before, or does everything just seem quite normal? I mean, other than that it's a mound. Could everybody do a listen roll? Well, we're all nervous, so. Yeah. Nope. Uh, pass. No, fail. I could do one for for Rex, but um, the only effect with that of that would be that I would see Rex's ears prick up. <laughs> seems kind of pointless. And his head would go like this. Unless Jasper <laughs> dies and I start playing the character of Rex, and then I'm confronted with the problem: of how do I then express what I've heard to the other members of the party? Let's leave it. We could ask him. We could ask him. You go to put your brain in Rex. <laughs> Oh, this is all getting a bit um, body snatchers, isn't it? No. Uh, Danny, did you pass? Fail? Failed. Fail. So only tug. Uh, so the rest of you are on edge. Well, actually, I don't want to. Are you on edge? Or like, what? Give me just a quick sense. What you're? Are you anxious? Walking to the hornet's you, nest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think tug, we're on edge. Tug, you're on edge. Uh, Jasper, how are you feeling, just in general? In general, after after last night and after confronting those things again, I think we might might have made a big mistake by coming back here. Okay. It was all it all seemed like a big adventure until we actually got back on the ground and now I'm really thinking that we 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 might have done the wrong thing. You're you are literally in the spot where most of the townsfolk have told you to stay away from. Um, Jerry, anything you want to add? To uh, by now, Jerry actually feels completely overwhelmed by the whole situation. Uh, but 
is also pretty open to anything okay. that might happen uh, because he's started to give up on uh, framing this uh, in a way that makes sense to himself. Mm, so, okay. yeah. The way, the way you said that then really makes it sound like you're, you, you're prepared for some alien swinging. <laughs> well, that uh, that sounds just about right. I could have said that more he's, briefly. He's, that way. he's up for anything. <laughs> uh, Danny, anything to add? I think a little bit different, probably, because we've been here before and never found anything, and yet the Cratchit's diaries made it sound that there was something, you know, I can't remember if it was a conversation we had or the actual diaries themselves, but... Uh, some kind of warren or tunnels. So I'm kind of more inquisitive. I want to see if there's an entrance somewhere, you know? Because okay. we've been here before, we never found it. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So uh, not not nervous yet. Maybe maybe if we find a cave, that might change. Uh, Tug, with your past role, uh, your listen role, what strikes you as being odd is that you don't hear the usual forest sounds. Everything is very deathly quiet. There's no chirping of birds. There's no insects buzzing. and It's pretty much just the occasional breeze through the leaves. Guys, guys, do you hear that? What? Well, uh, I don't hear exactly. 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 I don't hear bugs. I don't hear birds. Hmm. It sounded normal the last time we were here, didn't it? I don't remember. Maybe that's what made it seem so weird. Well, well I don't remember it not. Well. So, Jeff, when Tug mentions that it's weird now and that it seemed weird, weird before, now Jerry tries to pay the same kind of attention he did before, obviously without, like, sitting down on the mound. But now I want to see if I can get the same sensation. Well, I sort of, I sort of put my hands up, and I'm like, "This is exactly what happens when Sasquatch shows up." And all the things that said when what shows up? Sasquatch, the uh, Bigfoot. When when all of the the crickets what? stop making noise. Now, are you a what he said in 1930? What are you talking about? The skunk ape. What? Thanks. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. The, the stank beast of the forest. All oh, right. this sounds to me like you're talking about something that probably isn't discovered until 1964. <laughs> okay, we um, go. Are we going to eat your dog a walk? Tug's going to be distracted suddenly. <laughs> um. Jasper, you're picking up on Rex's nervous energy. He's excited to be out in the woods. He's kind of like distracted and out and, you know, but at the same time, he's nervous. You know, he's, he's a little bit over hyper when there's, you know, not, nothing to be hyper about. Well, I'm, I'm going to keep talking to him in a calm way and I'll just, you know, give him a pat and reassure him, but I'll keep him on a on a close lead and, and try as, as much as possible as possible to keep the uh, the lead a little bit loose so that there's no tension there so that that'll hopefully try and keep him calm 
but okay. I'm obviously I'm aware that we're in dangerous country. So his 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 behaviour could be unpredictable. So I'm 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 prepared, and also I'm wearing the police lead. Um, I should have got it because I've got one. I could have got it as a prop to show you, but you can you can. It's got a thing in the middle, so you can put one end, click, clip one end to the middle thing. I make a loop of it, put that over you, and then the other end can go on the dog. So you're actually sort of like physically attached to the dog. Hmm. So there's no, there's no danger of him sort of, of, of me sort of letting go of it and him running off. And if necessary, I can go hands free and still stop him from running away. Hmm. So what, after watching, uh, sorry. Uh, well, just real quick, is it, hmm. is it just looped around you or is it actually like tied to you somehow? Yeah, there's a, um, if you imagine it's a, a long, six foot long dog lead and it's got um, a, a clip at either end. Okay. And it's got a ring in the middle. So um, the uh, one end is looped around and click, clipped onto the ring in the middle to form a loop. Okay. And that gotcha. loop goes over my shoulder like the, the strap of a shoulder bag. Ah, okay. And then gotcha. the other half of the lead is then attached with the clip on the end of that to, um, I very nearly called him Corky, to, uh, <laughs> to Rex's... Um, Rex Corky Price. Yes, to, to Rex's uh, collar. Okay, I should gotcha. called the dog Corky, damn it. <laughs> Too late. Too late, I'm out of <laughs> Can uh, I wreck on that? <laughs> Uh, sorry, Danny, I cut you off then. What was that? No, it's fine. Um, after watching Jasper's shenanigans with a, a lead, uh, I think Danny's really trying to scan the area. Last time we were here, didn't see anything, but maybe with fresh eyes and just this kind of understanding that there must be some kind of cave or tunnel. Um, so I'm just wondering if I can pick up anything even superficially or then... Or maybe with geology, you know, kicking about and digging about, you know, is there, is there somewhere that looks like it could have been an entrance or is an entrance or something? You'd be looking for uh, limestone outcroppings and, and marble. Um, you'd be likely to find caves there, if anywhere. Um, I do have geology as well. So. Okay. Do you guys remember what else is important about this hill, too? The cliff where what's-his-name jumped? Right. Mm -hmm. so, so, so Jeff's somewhat, uh, somewhat annoyed by the dog's uh, unsettled behavior and the talking and the banter, and also annoyed that I'm not noticing anything yet and couldn't even notice uh, that it was quiet till Tug pointed it out. Yeah. I try to go over to where I think I was standing before when I had the really disturbing feeling okay and like i said try to either observe something or pick something up and if nothing happens there i might just sort of wander about not off by myself too much but mm -hmm. uh just try to try to discern something of interest but i know i'm not a geologist so i'm not trying to look for the cave okay all right i'm probably going to come back to you then okay so let's um so Sam is going to say, I'm trying to remember, I know it was you, Tug, uh, 
who was the other person that climbed with Tug up to the? Up to it was the it was me. I'm quite a good climber, um, so yeah. And was that you and Tug, or was that yeah, it was me and the football player? No, it was me and Tug. It was okay, definitely. Yeah. All right. All right. So Sam kind of looks to you two specifically, and Sam's like, you know, what do you what do you want to do here? Should we? Should we spread out? Should we split up in groups of two? Should we just start walking along and hope we stumble on it? Or do you have any? Well, I think that we should stick together because we together. don't want to. We don't want to be uh, caught on our own and get taken before we can tell anybody. Okay. Well, I, I I was thinking if if Miss Divine and John Jeffries and that other guy met their end near the cliffs. What if that's the key? Maybe they got too close to the hornet's nest. Um, we were just playing around and there were too many of us before, but now that there's a few of us, maybe it's somewhere near the cliffs. Yeah, I think you might be right. My only concern is, I don't know if the other guys are good at climbing. So if we're climbing up, are we going to be carrying them, you know? Yeah, I'm going to carry them. Maybe, Jerry, you, maybe, maybe climb? if we have to climb up, let's climb up alone and let them stay on the ground. And So, uh, Jeff, when Jerry, uh, sorry, when uh, Danny addresses me, if I... When Danny addresses me, if I haven't already gone too far or noticed anything of interest, uh, I guess I'll circle back and say, I may be passable, uh, probably haven't spent as much time climbing as it uh, seems like you two after your ascent the last time, but I'll certainly be a game to follow you off if that's the plan. I, I remember it was quite a challenge in climbing the last time, Tug, so that's my only concern that somebody... Jasper, can you climb? Are you a good mm -hmm. climber? If we have to, we'll, we'll come back with rope next time. I, I, I'll not really. I mean, it's mainly pine trees where I lived, and then you can't really get up them. Okay. Well, why don't we head up and anyone that thinks uh, can make it, you know, otherwise? Well, can't we go around to get to the top of the cliff? I'll go around to get up there. Because um, how did they get up there? The, the guys were they found at the bottom of the cliff they'd fallen uh just the one uh, just, maybe uh, he fell maybe he fell while he was climbing or maybe, maybe something maybe. dropped him from a height maybe mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what mm -hmm. let me try to climb up and danny i'll come with you I don't think one of us should do it because if, if something attacked us, we'd be in trouble. Well, I was going to say, you guys could be down here with your guns if something mm -hmm. comes after me while I'm climbing. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm never going to get Rex up there anyway. Right, let's go. You and me, Tug. Right. And then... Tug, I'll, I'll, find a, I'll find a good advantage and take a good aim. Well, good, right here, good right here next to Rex and, and, and Jasper should be fine. All right, I'm going to try, I'm, I'm going to go up. And Jeff, I do, in fact, uh, 
position myself to uh, get a good shot and aim if uh, something happens. I'm, okay. I'm going first. All right. Um, Tug, are you, do you have a destination in mind or you're just basically, I'm just climbing to see what I can see? I'm going to climb up to the top of the cliff and look over. Okay. I mean, if it's just more ground, then I'll be like, here's nothing up here. Okay. So let's put it to a couple, whatever you, whatever you have a higher skill in, dex or climbing. Dex. Uh, 33 out of 70, that's uh, hard. Okay. So the first going seems like a piece of cake, right? You're climbing up, you're like, this is easy. The ground kind of, it's steep, it's, but it's, it's uh, rocky, so there's plenty of handholds, footholds. Um, at some point, I'm trying to just balance out here between the distance of height that you're going versus when are you going to start feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> you know? Um, so in other words, you know, let's say you spend that first 15 minutes or so climbing, you're going to get to a point pretty soon where you like look down over your shoulder. You can't help but to look down. And you're going to be like, I'm pretty high up here. Yep. I could get really hurt if I fall. Yeah. Of course, I'll add to that the fact that I do this hours and hours because I'm a rower. Mm -hmm. My arms are, are pretty strong. My grip yeah. is pretty strong. That's why I kind of gave you the benefit of the uh, the decks versus climbing because I figured with your upper body strength it would be. Right. Um, like I said, we should have brought some rope with us. Dudes. Did anybody think to bring a compass? Mm -mm. Okay. There's one on my phone. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> can't get away with that one. Um, has everybody here done any sort of climbing or hiking? I don't necessarily mean like mountain climbing, like what you're basically doing right now, but I mean like just like climbing up through the woods or I've done tons of it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've, I mean, I've I've spent most of my life in the mountains. Mm, I lived okay. up in the mountains too. Yeah, it's nice. So I've done a little bit many, many years ago. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that always, I guess, surprised me was that you're, you, you, you're sitting at basically a, the bottom of a cliff or, you know, mountain. And you look up and you think, oh, that's not that far. I can get to the top of that with no problem. And you spend 15, 20 minutes struggling to get up, huffing and puffing, you finally get to where you think up or where the top is, right. only and to get they're... there and like, oh, <laughs> it continues mm. even further. Right, yes. There's like a weird sense of depth perception as to yeah. what is the top, right? Yeah. So Tug, I, I I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say that's kind of your first approach now is that you've got to the point where you're getting pretty high up. You're looking back down at the guys below you, looking at you, watching you. And you're getting to the point where it's like, all right, how high do I want to go here? Well, let, let me ask you another question too is, 
how steep is the cliff? I mean, obviously, I'm not the kind of a person who could climb up a straight up and down wall. Um, so really, I'm thinking, you know, if it's if it's like this, then I might injure myself if I let go. But I also might slide down the rocks safely to the ground. Um, if I'm climbing up like this, and I know that I would just fall, free fall to the ground, I wouldn't do that. That would be just stupid. Um, but I think that curiosity is really pushing me to, to climb up higher. And if, if, like you say, you get to a certain point and it sort of levels a little and then it continues up, if I've got a shelf there, I'll rest. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm kind of, this is how I'm sort of imagining it in my head. Um, it's kind of a little bit of, uh, at some points, it's almost like a sheer face. Right. Not quite, you know, you're not Superman, you're not able to, but you know, you can maybe go to the side a little bit, get up a little bit and then come back over and go up right. a little bit. So, it, and then it'll level off just a little bit where you're not like holding on for dear life. You can like right. let go and rest a little so it's yeah so it's a little bit of that just basically it's like a rough rocky terrain um how about well how about i roll a willpower to see if fear doesn't overcome me mm, that's a good idea okay fear would i don't have a lot of willpower i got a 50 percent chance i got a 17 so apparently i'm i'm foolhardy <laughs> um yeah, I'll rest when I need to. If if Danny is coming up behind me, then I'll, you know, as he gets up to the the ledge, I'll grab a hold of his arm and help him get up onto the ledge and we'll rest for a few minutes. Okay. Danny, did you do you wanna Yeah, I, I passed my regular I was a regular pass on a climb roll. Okay. Danny's a good good climber. All right. And I'll yell um, down to the other people, I'll be like, It's taller than we thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's also dawning on probably everybody there that like the guys down on the ground, like if you were to slip and fall, there's nothing they could do, right? Oh. I mean, maybe you could land on them to break your fall. Like I say, I'm hoping that we would just slide down the rocks. Mm. Probably get hurt. Yeah. We wouldn't get splattered. So can we yeah. still see them clearly? And would the angle be such that I could still shoot at something up there if I needed to? We're only like 13 feet off the ground at this point. <laughs> so, yes, then. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should have asked that. I was picturing you more like 50 feet. Yeah, yeah or 50 feet. Yeah. Um, how about Tug and Danny? Tug, you kind of wait up for Danny to, to reach you. Yeah. And... You know, again, you're not under any time constraints, so you're just being cautious. You're taking your time. You're being safe. So eventually, Danny, you catch up to Tug, and you're both sort of standing in this little dip in the terrain. Um, so could you just do a spot hidden for me? Sure. Pass. Regular I pass. I failed. 79. Okay. Too busy looking down, waving at us, huh? <laughs> Look, oh, come on, no hands. Um, so, Danny, what you see 
is you're still low enough on the range of mountains that you're still there's woods and trees right so it's not like a clear view of this whole entire mountainside right it's you have limited view as to what you can see right so it's frustrating you don't see any cave entrance I think we should go a bit higher. I, either that or we've got it wrong, Tug. Well, I sort of look up to see if it looks like there's another ledge or handy hold up higher. I think, you know, at this point, maybe maybe if we go up to there. But after that, I think we're getting too dangerous. We could really get hurt from here. We could break our legs. Yeah. It could still be up there. But if it's up there, there's no way for us to get to it anyway. Okay. So let's do this. So maybe another 20 feet. I don't know. Um, I'll say, you know, early morning, you, you headed out, you got to the hill, you, had, you took some time to orient yourself. Um, so we'll say it's like 7, 7.30 in the morning. You've been out here for about an hour or so. Um, You've just spent the last 20 minutes climbing. So just give me a sense. Do you want to spend another 20 minutes going even higher? Like, give me maybe a time. Okay, another 20 minutes. Is 20 minutes. Yeah. Because we're going to have to climb back down, too. Yes, that's true. Or jump. It's faster. <laughs> it is faster. It's much faster. All right. Concentrate really hard. You can float down. I'll ask for another dex roll from Tug and climb roll from Danny. Uh, Thirteen. Oh, that's 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 an extreme, actually. Nice. Hard hard pass. Nice. So another twenty minutes. So now, you guys are up there, right? Now, now it's like, if you slip from this height, it's almost certain death. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you to do another spot hidden. You're a good claimer, Tug. I got exactly the same roll as last time. 70. That is a 76. Can I throw a lock at it? Because I failed. Well, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I'm looking for an extreme. Oh. I mean, sorry, not an extreme, a hard. I'm looking for a hard. Can, can I push my roll by staring really, really hard? Ooh, you know what's going to happen if you fail. What happens if you fail that push roll? You're falling. My eye falls out because it's still <laughs> to... Uh, it's true. This is a spot hidden. This is not a climb. Wouldn't, uh, that, wouldn't that be an embolism then or something? <laughs> or an aneurysm. I can never remember the difference. For you. I kick him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> Just a vein explodes in your forehead and you have a stroke and fall off the mountain. <laughs> he gets a hornet in his eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's more like it. The hornet's nest. Well, if his brain explodes, at least the Migo won't get it. You guys will. It'll splatter all over you. What do you think, Danny? Do you want to push it? I don't want this to be for nothing. That's the thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to push it. It's bonding. That's what it's for. We're bonding. Yeah, we're becoming buddies up here. 
Yes. I got a... Switching. Uh, well, it's a hard, but not an extreme. 20 out of 67. Okay, nice. So there's a, a hornet flying around here. <laughs> Tug proves he's my buddy and he slaps it out there. Smacks it. Um, you're you're getting frustrated. You're you're starting to wonder. You know, is this is this a waste of time? Is this? Mm. And you look up, like trying to figure out. You know, how much higher do we have to go? It looks like if you were to climb up even higher, maybe another twenty minutes, thirty minutes. There's a a break in the rock. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something. Maybe. Maybe it's just a break in the rock. I'll point it out to Tug and describe um, the possibility of it being something. I, I think the risk is too great. I think that we could do this again tomorrow, but we need to bring a rope so that we could secure some spots along here so that if we do fall, we only fall a couple of feet. I just had a thought, Tug. Abelard has a helicopter, right? Or a plane, That's or something. Yeah. Yeah, it flew. It flew. Is fly by on a plane. Tug, stop standing with your arm up in the air. It'll get sore. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm hanging by one hand. Let's. I, I think we should go back down. I would be willing to go the last stretch if you want to head down, or stay here. I, I can't let you do that by yourself, dude. So you really want to go up, huh? It's, it's hard, but I don't know. I don't let, know. I don't want... Let me ask you this. Yeah. Hypothetically, if you were to risk another climb roll, knowing the dangers, and you yeah. get up there, and it is an entrance to the cave, what what would you do then? What would? Like, yeah, that's the problem. I would throw my grenades down the hole, but <laughs> I think, I think that's, I think there's a little voice in my head, Tug. It sounds like a GM, and it's saying, <laughs> "What are we gonna do?" You know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> See you down there. Okay. In other yeah. words, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I just want you to really consider the weight of the danger that you're in. Yeah, I realize. Uh, I realize that, uh, well, two things can happen. Tug or I both can fall down. Or uh, one or both of us get up there, and then it's one person versus the aliens. So I, I suggest to Tug, look, I think there could be something up there. At least we know that. I think we should get the guys to call in Abelard, see if he can get some kind of reconnaissance around here. Um, and let's really take our time so that on the way down, we're, we're not doing anything stupid. you know. So you think we should climb back down? Yeah, I don't want to. I think there's something up there. And okay. look. See that crevice? See that? Yeah. That looks like something. Well, or still we could come back tomorrow just with some more mountaining gear. Yeah, yeah. Here. 
Yeah, safety harness. Ropes. All right, you convinced me. Let's go back down. All right, I'm going to ask for one roll to get safely to the bottom. Uh, 61 out of 70, so not a hard, yeah. but... Okay. Yeah, good pass. All right, good. By the way, just for the record, Danny, I, uh, I rolled a willpower and I got a 93. So if you'd have said, I think you should keep climbing, I would have kept climbing. <laughs> I yeah, would have not thought about it. I just kept going. You're, you're a good friend, but you're stupid. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay. Um, what I'm going to do... Yeah. Yeah, so you guys managed to get back down safely. So we yeah, just, we just, yeah, we describe what we think we saw. Could just be a crack, but... I think we should get mountain gear, uh, mountain climbing gear, and come back here tomorrow. Get some pitons. So we're kind of towards the end here, but what I would like to do is, I'm just going to fast forward. Then, give me so I'll say by the time you climb back down, and I'll say that you know during this time, Jasper and Jerry and Sam, you know at some point you realize you're not doing any good just staying there watching them so if you wanted to like wander off to the sides you could have had explored the area too um to well i mean to a limited extent yes i'm still kind of worried that they might fall off the hill and we might have to go and help okay all right and i promise to cover them with uh oh right yeah so i'm there for the duration okay all right so why don't we do this so we'll say uh 7.30, we'll say 8.30, you arrive back down safely on the ground. Okay. So just give me a sense of how much more exploring do you want to put into this? Well, I never made it over to that spot that I wanted to go to before. Okay. So I do go check out the spot. I think our other plan was, since we'd have the whole rest of the day, uh, was to go find uh, Alexander Kuzra. Right. But if we're just talking about what we do here, uh, I think Jerry just wanted to go back to that spot and see if he noticed anything else. Okay. So go ahead and you, we'll say that you arrived to the spot, and that was on the hill, if I recall, right? Yes. Yeah. I uh, I also head over towards the the little creek, the river. Okay. Uh, where where they found the the fancy rock. Okay. <laughs> And I, I say, if they're, if they're within earshot, which they probably are, I say, you know what, guys? It just occurred to me something else. We found that rock, or one of us found the rock over here by the, the river. And we're thinking that when they had that flood, wasn't a, didn't a, a thing go by in the river? What if they're just up the river? That's a good thought. And their stuff is just washing down the river. Yeah, maybe. Well, we have plenty of time. We could certainly go off the river. Who's the smartest one now? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, if you think if you think you've got the strength after climbing up that sure. mountain, I hardly use my legs at all. Um, yeah, but your legs are like <laughs> your legs are withered from sitting in that boat all day. Sitting in the boat, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that we could just continue to explore the area, but maybe I want to walk upstream just a little bit. Okay. So before <laughs> before you do that. Um, Jerry, is this, are you thinking, is this going to be like or is this more like, uh, a, if I get the, well, I assume that I'd have to make the power roll to see if I could get the sense of things again. Okay. But, uh, but if I do, uh, I'll certainly, uh, make an occult roll under the premise that I've been practicing more, uh, with, uh, getting into that liminal state. So maybe I try to get into that state right. in between being awake and being asleep so but i think the power would be preliminary because i otherwise wouldn't even be sure i was in the right spot again so okay so let's let's do that then let's do uh, a power roll first okay so that is definitely a hard success okay so this is um this is more of feelings, right? This is not necessarily something concrete that's easily, I can easily put in the words. So it's more of feelings that come over you are, I kind of hinted at it earlier, you know, you're, you're on this, what is probably a burial mound, right? So you're aware that there's probably some Indians buried here under, directly underneath where you're sitting. Second to that, this is where your other student uh, passed away. So you could literally be on this spot where he landed and died. You don't know that for certain. So there's a, there's a definite sense of there's a very thin veil between you the living and the dead maybe. Um, did you want to try to do... Sounds like the place. I will, yeah, I will give it a, give it a try. I'll try I to... Would. Give me a before you roll. Give me a sense. What specifically are you trying to accomplish now? All right. So I'm trying to get into that sort of half awake, half dream-like state uh, right. as earlier. Uh, if I can get into some kind of mental contact with them, like I was when they were at the house, uh, I would try to do that. If contact I can with who? The Migo, right? I mean, or if I can feel like I can discern uh, the presence of some mines here or anywhere around, uh, it's still basically perceptive. Although, if uh, if I find myself having some sort of vision or you know mentally sliding my way into the hill, I certainly wouldn't stop that from happening. Okay. Okay. All right. You can go ahead and roll. Pass. Not a hard pass, but a pass. So you're sitting there and you enter this sort of almost a meditative state. You're concentrating and then it fluctuates from you're specifically concentrating to you're opening your mind and just letting 
hit wander and you get that heavy burdened feeling of uh, death right bad bad things death has happened here and you're like just super aware of that fact right you're trying to you're starting to picture the lives that existed before death so you know what what were these indians about why were they here what why were they thrown what seems to be thrown into a mound and buried with no real sense of reverence right it's almost like they were just thrown into a pit almost um so these things are kind of like you know are they your thoughts or is this like you're actually picking something up like are you making connections here and just when you th think about that when you think about what is happening to me you suddenly hear sam's voice in your mind saying jerry wake up pay attention and he snaps you out of it what it's like come on we're, we're getting ready to leave are you, are you falling asleep what are you doing uh last last time i was here i just I was sure that there was something about this man that didn't quite correlate with other man's like it. I, I think there must have been. This isn't like a like like a like a standard burial mound. It's more like a more like a grave pit. Like maybe uh, maybe the ones who died here were just sort of thrown here or discarded or something. I don't know. It's this isn't a. This isn't exactly a sacred place to the natives. It's something else. Uh, where, where are we going anyway? Uh, I thought I heard Tug said something about going up river. Yeah, that's the plan. All right. Well, I'm ready to go, I suppose. I pick myself up and guess join the end of the end of the group. Okay. So here's what I'll do. So since we're getting low on time. Um, Did you want to spend half the day searching and half the day or leave yourself time to talk to the farmer? Or did you want to do a full day exploring and come back and talk to the farmer? Or not even, I'm not even suggesting saying you have to talk to the farmer at all. Just... I, I, it seems to me like we should uh, wander around here looking at stuff until lunchtime and then drive back to town and go visit the farmer the second half of the day. Well, that, sounds, we that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you back tomorrow and climb that damn mountain. Yeah. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to let Rex have a swim in the, the river to cool him down before we set off. Sure. So, how about this? How about every one of you do a spot hidden, and give me the number. 27. 93. Zero, 01. <laughs> what? Okay. 19. That, that's a crit, right? Zero, 01. Yeah, that's pretty much the eye of God. 
You see, you gentlemen should also take up yoga and meditation. It drastically improves your perceptive capabilities. Hope. <laughs> my 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 pastor says that the, the yoga lets the devil come in through your bum. Did you get our numbers? That just what what's that? What's the, what's the yoga pose that everybody talks the dog? <laughs> That's the one. That's the one that does it. A whole new meaning. Let's, let's the devil come in. Right up he comes. Right up. <laughs> All right. Let's see. I wasn't expecting that, Jerry. You guys spend a lot of time searching, and the more you search, the more frustrated you get. And you're, the more you are realizing you're basically looking for a needle in a haystack, right? You don't have anything to go on. It's just you're wandering around the woods hoping to get lucky. Which you do. So about a mile up the creek slash river, it's not, not too wide here. It's not too deep. Um... It looks like, you know, Rex has jumped into the water. He's swimming around. He's cooling off. And at some point, Jerry, you look and the water's shimmering and Rex is playing in the water. It looks like there's a cave entrance under the water. Well, Tugger, I think you were right. Look under the water. You see right, uh, right where, right downward uh, underneath uh, Rex. It looks like a cave entrance. Oh, I do see it. Yeah, because it's dark down there. All for a second, all I could see was my own face in the water. It's not big, you know. It's not. It's not elaborate. There's no big pointing arrows. Is, um, it, is it deep? It's deep enough, maybe uh, total, maybe seven feet. So maybe the entrance is about five feet. It's skinny, like you'd probably could wiggle your way in or under. Um, but like you'd have probably have to duck to get under. I mean, Danny would be you know, really happy to push Jasper through under if he wants. I don't think this, well, what if there's nothing on the other side but water? Just put, fill them back in. I, uh... I'm pretty good at holding my breath, Tug. I, uh, I think I can swim down there, take a look, and, uh, well, what if I don't do? come back in such time as a, an experienced swimmer could hold his breath, I suppose I don't have any left to hold. You're going to be swimming against the current, though. Well, I'm sure we can find this. Well, is the, is the water I think coming we can out find of this the place cave? again. The water is not necessarily coming out of the cave. I know what you're saying. It's almost like the water is a continuous flow and the hole is basically under the water. So you're not even sure would the water be flowing into the cave or would it be flowing out of you're not entirely. Very possible it could be flowing into the cave. You could get sucked into that cave and go into a an underground river. We'd never see you again. We should do some experiments by throwing things into the water and seeing if they get sucked into the cave. Good idea. 
like Jasper? <laughs> well, uh, uh, Jeff, why are you uh, picking Jeff, on me? <laughs> looking at the way Rex is swimming, um, how far beneath where Rex is is the cave? Uh, it's only like seven feet deep. So well, does it look like Rex is swimming against any type of current, or like having to prevent himself from getting sucked down, or? No, not really. Can, well, Rex seems fine. Put a stick in it or something under the water, see if it, get, it gets kind of carried in. Yeah, yeah I'll do yeah. what Danny just suggested. Yeah, a stick. Who sticks? <laughs> you can feel. You can yeah. feel if it if it gets drawn towards the hole. Or um, hmm. You could put one of um, Rover's two sticks on it if you want. I'm trying to think. Sticks float, so how are you going to get the stick to be... Well, uh, is there like a really long stick that maybe I could feel uh, what the current is like? I mean, we're in the woods, right? Yeah, you just you just hold onto the stick and put it down like this, and if it gets pulled towards yeah. the thing that you know the current is sucking into the cave. Okay. Otherwise, uh, if it just goes past, then there's nothing. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. So I'll say, Tug, you have your knife. You chop a sapling, right? So you get like a some leafy stuff on the end, on the one end. <laughs> uh, so either you or Jerry, you, you, it's on the other side, so it's like on the mountainous side. So if this cave were to continue on, you'd be going into the mountain. Um, you hold the stick down, and there is a pull, not strong, but there is a definite pull that's being pulled into the mountain. Hmm. On seeing that, I'm going to uh, call Rex out from the water. Okay. All right, so... I think that we don't have the tools to do what we want to do now, but I wonder if it's possible to divert the flow of the water up higher so that this drains out and we can get in. Something like that. Well, well either we... that or uh, we should find out if Mr. Avalard, uh, well, I mean, I, uh, I had my own diving gear back at uh, the college, but I remember being dissuaded from bringing it all on this trip, uh, given the uh, shallowness of the river. But uh, I know how to use it. Maybe Mr. Avalard can uh, equip, well, at least myself with uh, something allowing uh, underwater breath. I don't uh, know how soon we could get it here, but that well, would make this a lot safer. This is reconnaissance. We found the spot. Let's go back. We know where it is now. My thinking is that my thinking is that that could be the way we get in because if we were to climb, I think the climbing place is where they fly from. Okay. I think if there's a cave at the top, that's where they fly from. Well, they probably don't come up uh, out of the river. No, they might. They're crabs, after all. Giant crabs. Yeah, I, I bet those wings are every bit as, as capable of propelling them underwater. Possibly even better, because they're not very good at flying in the air. Uh -uh. We are probably more related to crabs than they are to either of us. Speak for yourself. 
I'm not let's, one of you East Coast crab people. Let's get the hell out of here now that we know their secret. Okay. All right. So I'll say um, I'll say you wrap this up around lunchtime. You brought sandwiches, so you can probably eat there if you wanted to. And then from there, you could either go directly to the farmers or you could go back to the house. Uh, we can maybe decide that for when we start next time. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Want to get there? Our players included Mick Swan, George C., Ken Trench, and myself with Jeff Wilkins as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of the Cool role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.